0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the Blind Android Users podcast. We're recording this today on Saturday, August 7th, 2021. I'm Warren Carr with my hosts, Miriam and Austin. In our today's episode, in the must-have apps, we'll be talking about color detection, something that a blind person who lives by themselves or cannot see colors would need one of these things in order to function. In our spotlight section, we'll be talking with the folks from InVision. We will also be talking about an app of the week. This week, our app of the week is coming from our friend, Karen Kirwan. Of course, as always, Austin will be bringing us the announcement of the week. So guys, how are we doing?
1: Um, I'm great. It's been a little bit busy. I'm too sad because my vacation got cancelled, but um, overall, things are good.
2: I'm doing good too. In India, we are all happy because India has got the first gold medal of Tokyo Olympics. So we are very happy in javelin. So a lot of celebrations are on here.
1: Yeah, Egypt has gotten uh, our in Egypt. We've been board um like our first golden medals while in karate. So yeah, it's amazing.
0: Absolutely beautiful. So today we have a couple of our members not with us. Dog is not here today, and Edward is out there. I send Edward out on a little uh, drinking binge around the UK, but in reality, Edward is on vacation, so he's he's doing family things and all of that. And so, Ed, if you are listening to this, uh, drink one for for me, right? One on my behalf, or something crazy like that. So. <laughs> We do wish uh, Edward and his family a wonderful vacation, as they would be having this vacation the next couple of weeks. So, Austin, come on! What's going on in the announcement segment?
2: So, in today's announcement section, this was a very big week for us. We launched our new website. Our the website was up from before, but this has been a complete rebuild and Doug helped us rebuilding the website and we launched it on Thursday. And we want to thank everyone who joined us on the clubhouse when we launched the website and, uh, we need help from the listeners. Now you please visit blindandroidusers.com and navigate the website, um, and give us feedback if anything must be improved, anything must be added. We will not read the feedback on the podcast, but we will definitely implement the feedback on the website. You can do the feedback in two ways. You can either send it using the feedback form. You can either send it to us by email. You can and also you can subscribe to our newsletter. Also, listen to this show till the very end because there is a special Easter egg in the show. and. Let's see what happens after listening to the show.
0: Well, thank you so much for those announcements. And now we'll move on to our next segment. And that is the must-have apps of the week. And this week, we're talking about color detection. Austin, are you able to tell colors?
2: No, I'm not able to tell colors because I don't have vision
0: okay how about you miriam can you tell colors
1: no i'm totally blind
0: you know so this is one of those things though that we often sometimes don't talk about or you know don't pay attention to um you know i haven't you know really looked into color detection apps because i kind of take it for granted because i have a little bit of sight and i can tell colors and things like that and we realize that sometimes we don't pay attention to the fact that this is a very important thing and so today we're talking about uh color detection apps in this segment of the must-have apps i have searched the players tour i found a few but i think that the most important one for me would be one that when i point my camera at it should just immediately tell me what the color is Guys, what is your idea of a color detection app? Would it be something you would like to be told verbally or would it be something that you want to find on screen uh, upon pointing your camera at a color, at an object?
2: Verbally is the better thing.
0: That's what I thought too, because it's it's like the text detection that we have in uh, OCR packages that thing would automatically tell you what's going on. Now, I haven't found one. I know there's one that does that. I used to have one a while ago. I just don't remember what it is. But we do have some of these things in some of the uh, apps that we talked about, like the OCR packages. Some of them bundle this color detection. And Envision happens to be one of those, isn't it, Miriam?
1: Yeah, Invision is one of them, and I guess like it's always accurate. When I always want to test those color detectors, I what I do is I test it with my camera, and then I ask anyone who said it, "Um, is that right?" And he says, "Like, yeah." You know, is that pink? I was like, "Oh, how do you know?" I was like, "I use Invision." So that's what I really want. I want it to be the most accurate it could be. Um Envision used to be, what, what it used to do was just to just start scrambling colors and colors and colors at the same time. Um, and it kind of made me angry because for like in the first, <laughs> when it says the first colors, like it was right, but then it changes um, its to mind. Like, no, it, it's not green. It's it's blue. <laughs> so like, oh well, white, no. That's, uh. <laughs> but right now it doesn't do that. So um, that's why I decided to use Envision.
0: Uh, so for you, Invision does it. With the understanding that Envision is in the spotlight of this week's episode, it is appropriate that we demonstrate how to find colors using the color feature found in Invision. I will now launch Invision and show you how it works.
3: Folder. OCR for more Lookout.
0: I open up now my OCR folder and find and tap on Invision.
3: Assistive Text Envision AI, vision AI, Magnifier, Button.
0: By default, when you launch InVision, it places you in the text mode, and that's the quick read mode. As I described in my demonstration of the InVision, there are tabs at the bottom. In order to find the color detection feature, we need to find the one that talks about General. In other words, the tab you're looking for near the bottom among the tabs is called General. I will now find that General tab and tap on it.
3: Read document. General tab Two of five. General selected.
0: We are told that General is the second tab and that's from the bottom left. Now that I have tapped on General, I have items that popped up as a result of Tapping on General. The items that pop up from Tapping on General include the following.
3: Describe scene out of list.
0: We have the scene description.
3: Detect colors.
0: Detect color, that's what we're looking for. And scan barcode.
3: Scan barcode.
0: Let's now tap on color detection, which is the one in the middle.
3: Detect colors.
0: I will tap on Detect Colors, and point it at my shirt. Royal blue. That's my shirt, Royal Blue. I will now point it around the room that I'm sitting in. Black. Just pointed it at my TV Light which Zion. with the screen off, and it says, Gray. Black. Light so, that's how Envision works. It verbalizes it as it's soon good. as the color it's is far. found, and It lets you know what color that is. So, if you can afford to get Envision, you probably should look into it because it does color detection very well. That is a brief demonstration of the Envision color finding feature. Now, for those that don't have Envision or something like that, there's a little app that I got earlier today uh, called. Uh, color grab. And while I like the app, however, it does not verbalize. Instead, it displays it near the top of your screen, but it's real time. So as soon as you move your camera focus to something else, it grabs that new color. So if someone doesn't have Envision and they would like to use that color grab, color grab would be a good candidate. And it does have ads of of course as always most apps do but you could always remove that ads by paying the two dollars and 49 cents i think that's what the price is i will now show you color grab it's my first time of using it but i'll go through and see what we find
3: color grab color grab logo icon camera permission
0: when you open up the app here's what we find
3: Camera permission. The app needs the access to your camera in order to pick colors. Okay. Your privacy is guaranteed. Got it. Button. Got it. All right. Allow Color Grab to take pictures and record video while using the app. Button.
0: So if you have Android 11 or higher, you may have this granularity of permissions. So you could choose, hey, you know, allow it only while I'm using the app or allow always or never. If you're using something earlier than these, you're probably just going to have either allow or don't allow. I think with Android 10, you also probably have a higher uh, granularity compared to other versions of Android. So I'm going to just choose the one that says allow only while I'm using the app.
3: Icon on the fly picking.
0: Here's what we got.
3: Icon. Tap everywhere on the screen to pick the color in the viewfinder. Okay. Got it. Button. Color grab. Get Pro version.
0: I will now try to describe the layout of the app. So when we open up the app and go through all of those permissions and blah, blah, blahs, we are now in the main UI of the app. Let's now see what the layout is. I'm starting from the top left corner.
3: Blue, color grab.
0: So it tells you what color it is seeing. You could also hear those little beeps every time I move the phone because this is a real time color detection. Now going right from there, we have
3: Get Pro version.
0: There's a Get Pro version.
3: Get colors from photos.
0: Can choose something from your photo.
3: Tell a friend.
0: Tell a friend. Settings. There's the settings, and the last item here is...
3: More options.
0: More options. Let's go to the settings.
3: Settings. Settings. Preview conversions and list.
0: When you open up the settings, it says preview conversions, and below that we've got the following.
3: Camera left cell X. Camera left cell. Camera right cell, HSV slash HSB. Camera right cell. Colors list item, HSV slash HSB. Colors list item. Reference catalog, RAL Classic. Reference catalog. Interpretation language, English. Interpretation language.
0: You can go in here and change your language if English is not your language. Advanced. And then under Advanced, let's see what we got.
3: Locking indication, active. Locking indication. Indication deep volume, normal. Indication deep volume.
0: So I think what this does is that if you click here, you could change how loud the volume could be. Let's take a look at that, shall we?
3: Indication deep volume, high, enlisted.
0: So there's a high.
3: Normal, checked, normal.
0: And we have the normal one checked. Low. There's low. Silent. Silent.
3: Cancel. Button. Out of list.
0: And cancel. I tap on cancel.
3: Settings. Indication deep volume. Normal. White reference position. Left. Noise cancellation. Smart. Brightest display. Automatically adjust the display brightness to maximum. Checkbox. Not checked. Done.
0: And there's a done. Grab. I am now back in the main UI. Let's look at the more options, see if there's anything in here.
3: More options. Pop-up window. Rate the app. And list.
0: In the more options, we have rate the app. About. About.
3: Calibration guide.
0: Calibration guide. Help. Help. That's the last one. I'm going to go back.
3: Press back again to exit. Color grab.
0: I am back in the main UI now, and now there are some tabs at the bottom. There are a couple tabs that I notice at the bottom, and above each of those tabs on both sides of the phone are some vertically arranged buttons. Let's start from the bottom left and see what that tab is at the very bottom.
3: Real-time camera tab selected.
0: That's the one that is selected. That's why we're hearing the beeps and it's detecting the colors. Now, above that real time camera, now,
3: color samples, real time camera tab selected.
0: Now, above that real time camera, just above that, we have the following, and I'm going upward from there
3: calibration mode button.
0: There's that calibration mode. Slide my finger up.
3: Decrease exposure level button.
0: Slide my finger up.
3: Decrease exposure level button.
0: And increase. Those are the buttons that we have there on the left hand side. Now to the right edge of the phone at the bottom, we have the
3: color samples tab.
0: The color sample. So. Above that color samples, there are some vertical buttons. Uh, there are buttons that are arranged vertically above that. And here are the items that I'm talking about.
3: White balance mode, button. Viewfinder size, button. Flashlight state, button. Camera switching, button.
0: Those are the buttons that we have there. And that would be the layout of the color grab. You keep hearing those beeps if I point it this way.
3: Black color grab,
0: And let me move it to something else. Great. So I'm just pointing it around in the room here. Now, if you want to purchase it, like I said earlier, near the top here, you could tap on where it says Get Pro. And I think that thing is like a little over $2. Let's take a look.
3: Get Pro version. Premium pack. Help us. Be pro. We apologize for including ads. Ads help us keeping color grab free and superb. Optionally, you can remove the ads for small and fair price. Okay. Unlimited. No ads forever. Enjoy the silence. Eligible for future premium features. No. Big thank you. Support color grab. $2.49. Purchase button.
0: And that's how you go about removing those ads like i said it is very simplistic and you could try to get it if you want it does have ads at the top i probably will buy it just for giggles and so i could write to them and um, make them implement a way of making it talk automatically to uh, for those of us who are applying so absolutely i'm going to buy that and so I could make this suggestion to uh, the developer.
1: That's so great! I feel like um, it has a lot of features. Like because it's only um, for colors, but what I would like to see in the future, because as far as I know, it doesn't exist. Um, as a person who was blind since birth, I think that having an application that would tell you the color, because if I want to change, like if I want to choose some clothes, so having. Um, application that would tell you a color and what colors that would fit with that color it would be such an amazing feature um i know it sometimes depends on like what the person thinks of like if those colors would fit but at the same time there are colors that can fit with each other um nature like normally um so if there's like if there would be an application that's for that i think that would be such a great
4: idea
0: I see where you're coming from, Miriam. So, I think a woman should develop such an app, you know. (laughs) Girls, I'm not kind of putting you guys down, but I think that because, you know, so oftentimes, you know, my wife would tell tell me something like, hey, you know, (laughs) why are you putting on this? I'm like, I don't care because, oh, well, they don't match. I say, I'm not about matching here, you know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I totally understand what what you are saying. See, as a guy, I frankly don't care, um, but I know this means something to you girls, especially. And of course, we do have guys that care about, you know, matching their colors as well. So it's a good idea. Maybe we could find someone <laughs> that could develop an app like that, especially for the blind, you know, maybe, uh, and call it dresser or something crazy like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a great idea. Maybe maybe you should look into finding someone to create an app called Dresser. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I, I'm I'll think about that because it seems so intriguing. I, I have been thinking about that for a while. Um I've seen something similar before, like couple years ago, but it was in a smart glasses um that was like created back in 2016, I guess. And they have this feature. And I was like, okay, I wanted to get the glasses just for this feature. And then I haven't seen it afterwards
5: at all.
0: Yeah, because the whole idea of basic color detection apps is just to let you know what color it is that you're pointing your camera at. And I think that's what a lot of blind people use it for. But your idea of an app, you know, especially dedicated to um, matching, you know, clothing, you know, when you're wearing your clothing and all of that, especially for a blind person, I think that's a novel app that we don't necessarily have. And it would totally make sense that someone come up with something like that uh, for blind people so you know how to dress if you're into uh, matching and all that fashion and all of that good stuff. And most especially for you gals, you need something like that, right, Austin? Do you and I, our knuckleheads, do we need something like that, Austin?
2: We need such thing for us. We really require such thing for us. I know, right? Yeah.
0: So, Austin, uh, you are into matching clothing?
2: No, I'm not into matching clothing. I just pick what I get and wear.
0: No, yeah, So, <laughs> so what I'm talking about, you, your knucklehead and my knucklehead, we don't necessarily care whether I'm we're wearing, you know, gray with uh, uh, blue or, you know, uh you know, black with, of course, black is universal or whatever, white, those things are universal. But, you know, you and I may not necessarily care whether I have, you know, a brown shirt with yellow pants or something stupid like that, you know. (laughs) I I just don't know. But I think that Miriam's idea is a great idea. I would love to see an app that is dedicated dressing purposes just so that blind people know what matches, what would go great with this color and what would not go great with this color. So, yeah, Maria, maybe you and I will try to find someone to create such an app. I don't think there's anyone Yay. doing I'm, yeah. I'm
6: definitely
1: willing
0: to do that. <laughs> so, you know, we will call it a Dresser. <laughs> uh,
1: no, we could find a fancy name, you know, but Dresser sounds good. Cool.
0: Something like that. Up next is none other than Anna Gaza with the Sullivan Plus Color Detection feature. Anna?
5: The Color Detector I'm going to talk about is actually one of the features in the Sullivan app. As you know, this app does image recognition, OCR, and color detection. I'm only going to talk about color detection today, so...
4: Sullivan Plus. AI mode, AI mode. Capture, button, capture with the volume keys. Capture, button.
5: All right, we are on the main screen. Across the bottom, we have menu, capture screen, and functions. We want to get to menu. We can tap that icon in the bottom left corner, or we can swipe right with two fingers.
4: Menu screen. Selected AI mode. Button.
5: Now here we have a series of options laid out vertically like a list. I'm going to go through some of them just to give you an idea in case you're not familiar with this app.
4: Text recognition. Button.
5: Text recognition. Face recognition. Button. Face recognition. Image description. Button. Image description. Fast text scan. Button. Fast text
4: scan. Document recognition button.
5: Document recognition.
4: Color recognition button.
5: Color recognition. Excellent. We're going to tap that.
4: Single color capture button capture with the volume keys. Capture button.
5: All right, we're back on the main screen. Now we're going to do some color detection. You can either tap the capture button or press One of the volume keys. Just a note, focus needs to be on the capture button for the volume key feature to work. All right, I'm going to point the camera at my exercise disc to find out what color it is, one of the volume keys.
4: Very dark bluish green.
5: Very dark bluish green, excellent. Now I'm going to point the camera at a throw pillow that I have, one of the volume keys.
4: Failed to recognize image.
5: Okay, this sometimes happens if I'm too close to the object. The camera I find needs to be about a foot away. A foot is 30 centimeters, roughly the distance between the tip of your elbow and your wrist.
4: Like yellowish brown.
5: All right, now this is interesting. I know that the throw pillow is a pink, orangish pink and next to the throw pillow is a wooden dresser. Light yellowish brown is usually what the color detector says when I'm pointing it at something made out of wood. So as blind people we need to be very careful about positioning the camera. I usually lay the camera on the object and then pull away carefully. Let's try again. Reddish gray. And there
0: you have it. That would be it about color detection. We now move on to the spotlight segment. And in our today's spotlight segment, we have our friend Karthik from InVision. We are delighted to have the folks from InVision and Karthik, our man of the hour, is here with us. Karthik, we have our friends here, my co-hosts, Ed, Miriam, and Austin, and we are here to grill you up today, my man. Welcome.
7: Thank you so much, uh, guys, and uh, everyone listening to the podcast. It's super nice to be here with you all once again. So thank you for thank you for taking out the time.
0: All right. I'm going to start right out, Karthik. And I have a twofold question. My first question is, I noticed that we have an update to Envision. That was yesterday that I saw that. And After the update, I was being asked to verify via SMS with an OTP and all of that, that gets automatically uh, recognized. And so my question is, does that mean that Envision now can read my phone identity? And number two, if it is tied to my phone number, what happens when I change my SIM card? Or would that now translate to mean that I can only use this on my phone that has my SIM card and cannot use it on other devices that I have that are tied to my same Google account? What happened to the account verification process? What led you guys to changing the means of authentication? That's my question.
7: Sure. So I think, uh, before i i jump into talking about the whole phone verification update uh you know for people who are listening to the podcast the update is still in beta Right, so we're testing this out uh, in our public beta. So some of you all might have the update. Whoever is on the beta version of the Envision Android app, they're going to have the update. And this is also only on Android at the moment. Um, and you know, so we're going to be rolling this out slowly. And we're definitely looking to hear feedback from the beta testers about how well this works. So to address your question about why we're doing this, I think the simple answer is security right uh we have noticed in the past especially on the android platform that you know uh cracked versions of the app uh account, you know um user accounts being shared you know uh across you know uh, uh, uh with different people uh so one person buying the subscription sharing it uh and cracked versions of the app and other security issues uh have happened quite a bit um on the android platform and you know to be honest some of it is uh you know is our uh, you know mistake or our uh, you know uh, security holes that we've had to plug uh, and then uh, and then some of it is you know because the android platform is an open platform at the end of the day you know and you all know that you know using android app means uh, android apps mean that you know you can also have cracked versions and you can have a whole bunch of those things right so that's the reason why we introduce phone verification to make the end users account a lot more secure so if we add one more level of verification to users accounts then there's going to be less chance of cracked apps being you know used in the you know in the wild uh, users are going to have much more security uh, so if they if their account ever gets uh, shared by mistake or you know unintentionally with people uh, they won't be able to use it and so on right so It's the whole point of introducing phone verification was security. Now to answer your first question, can Envision actually see your phone number no, Envision does not have direct access to your phone number. So we use a secure verification system to go ahead and verify your phone numbers. And when we, you know, when we do the verification, uh, you know, we don't use your phone number for any other purpose, right? So we don't use it to send you, uh, you know, SMS uh, messages, you know, you're not going to get marketing messages from Envision, you're not going to get the you know, your, your phone number is not going to be shared with anybody else. You know, even envision does not have uh, access, direct access to your phone number. Right. So we're just going to use a secure, you know, verification method to know if your account has been verified or not with your number. And, uh, you know, then we're just going to basically allow you to use the app, like how you use it every single time. And, you know, the second question is what happens if you change your you know your number. Yes, we are going to also introduce an option for you to update your phone number in a secure way, so that uh, you know you. If at all you're updating your phone number, you can go. Uh, or if you're changing your number or changing your SIM card, you'll be able to do that. Uh, that's something that we're going to be working on. And the second thing is, what will happen if you have a device that does not have a SIM card? You can still go ahead and send the OTP uh, SMS to the device that you have a SIM card for, right? So let's say you have a tablet that doesn't have a SIM card at all. And you have a phone uh, that has a SIM card and you have already verified your account, if you install Envision on the tablet, which does not have the SIM card and you go, and the moment you go ahead and enter your phone number, you can enter the phone number of your phone, which has the SIM card, you can get the SMS on your phone and then enter the OTP from your phone. Uh, you know, you get the OTP there, enter that into the uh, into your tablet and it should work fine, right? So that sounds you good. can go, yeah, you can have, you know, uh, phone verification happen also on devices that does not have a SIM card, right? So the main idea is we want to make the accounts more secure uh, for the users and for Envision as well. And uh, when we looked at what are all the methods that are out there, the most uh, easiest way for the end users was through phone verification. And so we've implemented that. Right. And we're going to be rolling this out slowly. We're going to be listening to what the feedback is from the users. Uh, and so far, it's been really positive. Most people are OK with us because they understand that you know we are asking them to verify their accounts because of security reasons and uh, through this podcast I also want to tell everybody that you know Envision will not be using your phone number uh, for any other purpose apart from verification and we also have made sure that we don't have direct access to your phone numbers to be used in the first place right so it's just purely for verification purposes and that's all. Thanks
6: can can I ask a follow-up question Kartik and it's about how often you need to verify uh, a device which doesn't have a sim card so is it a is it a one time verification or would I need to verify a tablet uh, with access, you know, with a device that has access to a SIM card every time I wanted to use that tablet? I could just envisage a situation where, you know, if I don't have a phone signal or, uh, you know, I might be abroad and the text message charges might be high if, if I wanted to use my, my my, my device that had been previously verified, would that previous verification hold or would I need to verify it each time I wanted to use it with with an SMS?
7: That's also a great question, Ed. And I think, you know, uh, so, the, so the short answer is you just have to verify your account once. That's it, right? So when you install the new update of, uh, you know, the new phone verification update, we're going to ask you to verify your account once and that's it. Right. And if you're going to be using it on a new device, right? Let's say you're log- you're logging into a device for the very first time, right? You will be asked to verify your uh you know your your account at that point, and that's it. Right. So ideally oh. uh in, in your entire usage of the Envision app, you should be only asked to verify it once and that's it. Yeah.
6: So so the Apple approach to TFL then really. Um, exactly verified the device each time um, sorry the first time you install the app but not subsequently yeah it makes sense
7: yeah yeah because you know that that is more than enough uh, for security purposes so yeah. we've tried to really you know trim the whole thing down uh, and make it only you know uh, it only be required in the most essential of circumstances and uh, that is just once in the lifetime of a user who uses the Envision app
0: so uh, the way i see it is this If I, for example, decided to, you know, maybe I'm having some problems with the uh, app or whatever, you go and reset, you know, the app, you clear the cache and clear the storage and all of that, then definitely my thinking is that it's going to ask you for that OTP authentication again. Is that correct?
7: Yes, yes. So that is exactly like the Apple way, right? So you reset your device or you reset the app or or whatever, uh, you know, uh, it is it is going to ask you to verify uh, your account. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing this up so that people are up in the clear that uh, if you decide to do that, you'll have to re-authenticate again. So uh, just keep that in mind.
7: Yeah, yeah. No, that is, uh, that is one of the cases. But yeah, like we... Before launching this feature, is not something that we decided to you know wake up one fine morning and decide to implement. It's actually been something that we've had in the works for almost three to four months, right before before the public beta, right? That means we have spoken to a lot of users uh, about this feature. We have we have tried to really, our design team has spent so much time just talking to users and understanding what is the least painful way of doing this. And uh, what we have right now, I believe is the least painful way of doing it uh, while w- without compromising the user security at any point, right?
0: So now let's talk about the good stuff. Uh what do you have in store for us with respect to Envision? Any sales coming up or um what you got cooking back there, Karthik?
7: Sure. Um one of every year in the summer, uh at least what whatever is the summer here in the Netherlands, uh we have a <laughs> summer sale. You know, um, and uh, this year's summer sale is very, very special to us, especially very special for Android users. So the summer sale is uh, is a 30% off on the annual plan and the lifetime plan. So last year, a lot of people requested us to have the summer sale on the lifetime plan as well. So this year we have uh, uh, you know a discount, a 30% flat discount on the annual plan and the lifetime plan. So everyone who's been wanting to buy Envision can go buy it also. Uh, we have this year two options for users uh, of envision right so they can either buy the uh, the app on within the app store within the play store or you know or they can also go to our website so they can go to our website let's envision.com/sale and they can make a purchase there and i would want to add one specific thing since we're talking to you know android users uh, we and especially since we also have a lot of Indian users on Android this year, we have gone ahead and added uh, a lot of different payment methods for Indian users on our website. So if you go to our website, let's slash sale, and you make a purchase of the annual or lifetime plan from there, you you'll be able to pay with all Indian debit and credit cards. You'll be able to pay with UPI. You'll be able to pay with, all different types of wallets including paytm so you have ptm phone pay uh MobiQuick, airtel uh you and geo money so you have all the different wallets that people use you have upi you can pay via upi you can have uh you know debit and credit cards uh so on the website for indian users we are offering a lot of payment services so we have partnered with an indian uh distributor and we're offering this uh you know this summer sale on our website as well. So if there are Indian users out there who have wanted who want to buy the Envision app, but can't do so because of uh, Play Store not accepting their payment methods, they can now go to our website, let'senvision.com slash sale, and buy it there, get the discount and also pay with your favorite payment method. So that's a huge, huge plus, I believe, for a lot of Indian users who have been wanting to buy the Envision app
0: do you have different prices for i mean like in the western market is it going to be different for people in india that kind of thing are you guys considering uh you know maybe like developing countries could maybe make them pay a little bit less compared to me out here in the states and other people in the western world or something like that
7: it is Definitely a little bit lesser. Uh, The discount amount is the same, right? Everybody across gets a 30% discount. Uh, But yeah, like in in some developing countries where uh, we have had people tell us that they've not been able to go ahead and uh, afford Envision uh, at the full price, we have reduced the price a little bit more, a little bit lesser, sorry. So in countries like India, Uh, Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, or, or, you know, um, you know, other uh, Asian countries, uh, you know, countries in Africa. So we have, we have done our best to reduce it. um, And, but at the same time, try to keep the difference fair enough uh, for the rest of the world as well. Right. So yeah, there is a, there is a small difference in pricing between what you have in the West and what you have, uh, you know, in countries like India. Yeah.
2: This is a very fantastic news for all our Indian and Asian and African listeners. So please go ahead and purchase the app. So I have one question, and this is a twofold question. As you said, in India, there is payment methods. A lot of payment methods have been added to InVision. In India, Amazon pay is very popular. Does InVision support Amazon pay? And also, which are some of the payment methods that InVision supports in India?
7: Uh, no so we have phone pay mobikwik free charge airtel money ola money Geo money paypal mm-hmm. payzap ptm uh, net banking all all banks uh, upi as well all banks uh, but no we do not have amazon pay uh, at the moment we can look into it uh, for sure austin but uh, yeah like we are already offering more payment methods than the google you know uh, play store right so yeah we'll we'll yeah, definitely we try do- our best to add
2: the play store does not accept a lot of debit cards and all that in India.
7: Yeah. Yeah. So we are accepting
2: very nice news.
7: Yeah. No, we're accepting rupee. We're accepting all bank debit cards, credit cards. We're accepting all wallets, net banking, all of that stuff. Uh, is being accepted now, and this is like yeah, much more than what the Google Play uh, Play Store offers right now. And we will continue to keep adding as many India Indian specific payment methods as possible, so people in India can actually go out and make a purchase of the app instead of you know downloading unsafe cracked versions or or doing such things. You know,
2: I'm asking a lot of questions, but what is the validity like? How many days?
7: Yeah, good question. Uh, The sale is valid for one month. So the sale uh, started on the 8th of August and is going to run until September 9th. So that is the validity of the sale. Yes. Okay,
0: thanks. Kathy. could you tell our people, because I know it's 30%, whether it's the lifetime or the annual Uh, subscription for example in the united states what's the regular price and so based on that then we are going to deduct 30 percent. so people have an idea of what they are going to be paying if they're going to be doing either a lifetime subscription or an annual subscription what are the prices especially here in the u.s regular prices
7: sure so the regular price in the u.s uh, for the annual Subscription is uh, $20. That's the regular price, so $20 uh, for annual. And the discounted price is going to be $14, right? That's the discounted price. Uh, $13.99 is going to be the discounted price uh, for the annual subscription. For the lifetime subscription, the uh, the cost in US dollars is $99.99. US dollars. And uh, what we're going to be having in the lifetime after the 30% discount is 69 dollars dollars uh so that's basically what the price is going to be 69.99 uh us dollars so 69 if you go on the website uh without the extra 99 cents um so yeah that's the price that we're going to be having uh on the uh, on the play store uh, and on the website for the summer sale yeah
6: and, it, and is there any way that uh, loyal existing customers can take advantage of that sale so so if i'm an annual subscriber at 19.99 can i get 30% off my next year subscription
7: a lot of users uh you know usually take the summer sale opportunity to actually jump from annual to lifetime so the thing is that yes though you are an annual subscriber at the moment and you know if you want 30% off for the next year that's not how the sale works it's mostly for users who have uh, an expired subscription with us or people who uh, took a free trial sometime in the past or on a free trial and so on but if you're already a customer of a, a lifetime or a, sorry uh, a monthly or an annual subscriber uh, we've seen most people take this opportunity to jump onto Lifetime because they, for some reason, they prefer to have a Lifetime subscription uh, with us. Uh, So, yeah, I think that's a great opportunity for existing users to actually jump onto Lifetime because usually we try to avoid giving, uh, you know, the, uh, we we don't uh, give discounts on the Lifetime. So, you know, when we try to, when we do that, most people take advantage and jump onto the, to the final plan, you know? Yeah,
6: but but users who are on an annual subscription for affordability reasons, if they took it out at full price, they're kind of stuck at full price. There's no way they can get uh, uh, benefit from the summer sale. So it's it's a new user thing, really.
7: Yeah, it's it's a new and existing user thing, as in folks who are uh, who are currently not on a subscription. Uh, but yeah, no, we we can and. We can look at ways to also include, you know, uh, go ahead and include uh, the the annual subscribers uh, as well or existing subscribers as well. But yeah, the sale at the moment is relegated more to people who don't have a subscription with Envision at the moment, which is majority of the case actually.
0: Yeah. So, so in other words, though, um, let's say I have an annual subscription and. In- the sales is for a month, right? Start, starting from August eighth uh, through maybe say September seventh or September eighth, so somewhere in there. And if my subscription were expiring, let's say between uh, August fifteenth or the twentieth, I could now take advantage of that once my subscription uh, annual subscription expires, and I could jump on the fourteen ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine uh, instead of the uh, twenty dollar plan that I had earlier, right?
6: Yeah,
5: as long no, as totally as long
0: easy. as my subscription has expired before well, the sale I mean, ends,
6: you'd have to cancel, wouldn't you? Because it would renew at nineteen ninety nine. I think the subscription, what you said, Kartik, you'd have to cancel the subscription. Uh, your subscription wouldn't default to thirty percent off, would it? If it's annual, it would renew at the nineteen ninety nine.
7: Yeah. So just to be uh, also clear, like this $13.99 is only for the first year. It's an introductory price. So uh, an introductory price can only uh, be availed once, um, you know, so that it cannot be availed multiple times. That's basically the rule that Apple and Google uh, set with introductory prices. So we haven't really reduced the cost of the of the annual subscription, you know, forever to $13.99. It is $13.99 for the first year. And after that, it goes back to $19. Ninety-nine again, right? So users who are currently oh, on the wow. ninety-nine subscription, if yeah, if their subscription, uh, if they've cancelled their subscription or their subscription expires, uh, yes, then they can you know and go ahead and make use of the summer sale on our website. Uh, but yeah, existing users usually, what we've seen uh, is that they jump onto the lifetime plan because yeah many people it is i understand an affordability thing and that's why some people stick to the annual one but the trend that we have seen in the past um 3 years is that they move usually to like a higher plan if possible uh but yeah the current setup is only uh, for the annual subscription is only for the first year yeah
0: so to me i think actually the- Annual, uh rather, the uh, lifetime subscription makes a better sense because if this is just an introductory price of uh, 13 dollars and next year it goes back to the regular uh, annual subscription of $20, and I think one is actually better to get the lifetime subscription if one is able to, as that would actually wind up being the better price to uh, go with, of course.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've, we've tried our best to satisfy all types of audiences, uh, you know, uh, all types of users of the app. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm happy as long as, uh, you know, someone is a subscriber because that means they really want to support what we do and uh, are really, you know, for getting a lot out of the app. So, yeah, it's it's just a way. I think the subscription goes a long way in helping us continue the development of the app, right? Any subscription, monthly, annual or lifetime. Um, and we're just happy that, you know, if, uh, on the Android platform, uh, on the Android platform, Using app genuinely, uh, you know, from the Play Store, and they're paying for it, and they're getting most out of it. That's that's all we want uh, as developers, you know. Yeah,
6: I, I have quite a few questions, if that's all right. If I could come in, uh, we, we, we sure. covered this on episode twenty nine, where we discussed OCR packages, uh, and there is extra YouTube content, including, I think, a demonstration of Envision. But I'm conscious we get new listeners all the time, so can you tell us kartik what what is envision
7: sure so for those of you who are not aware of envision envision is an app that helps uh, you know, people who are blind or visually impaired live more independently, and we use artificial intelligence to help uh, you know make that possible. So it's an app that can help you read text, recognize faces, recognize objects, and 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 a lot. You know, it has a lot of features within the app. But I think the one thing that people absolutely love Envision for is its ability to read text, right? And when I say read text. I mean any kind of text. So you could read text from any surface. You could read text in more than sixty different languages, including Hindi, uh, Tamil, uh, like so many Indian languages, so many uh, you know European languages. You know you could read in Chinese, Arabic. You could read in Hebrew. So the thing with Envision is it's really great at reading text from any uh, you know any particular surface. And apart from reading text from any surface, you can also import PDFs you can import word documents uh, you can import uh, you know text files into the app you can basically read them you can store them directly within the app itself you can translate text as well into other languages in over 30 or 40 different languages entirely offline right so envision is actually great at reading text and, and we do have a lot of features that are like really you know i would say first in 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 class for android for example helping you to scan uh, or you know uh, documents more easily by giving you instructions on how to move the phone. Um, you know, being able to take multiple pictures at once. Uh, you know, so scan multiple documents at once and take them uh, and, and then use them, or you know, share images from other apps like whatsapp or Twitter share those images with envision and then you know read the text in them uh, or get a description of what is in the image so all of that stuff is something that Envision does really well and apart from that you know people use Envision to go ahead and recognize you know faces or recognize objects in their surroundings so you know you'll be able to select a particular object from a list and be able to scan around for that object you'll be able to teach envision. A friend or a family member's face, and then just scan for them in the crowd. So all those things are also something that Envision does really well. But I think people absolutely love Envision. You know, or or I we have seen people use Envision mostly to read text especially users from india like I, I i know people who read like 2000 page pdfs uh with envision you know they I've, I've heard users you know import the you know pdf into the envision app just put their phone on charge come back like an hour later and then all 2000 pages are fully ocr and then they just save it on their phone uh and then share it with their friends and stuff like that right so it, it it is basically great at reading text so if you're someone who likes to read text uh of all kinds then envision is the app for you
6: Brilliant. And and you mentioned offline capability there, particularly in respect of translating. Uh, What what, what can it do offline and what does it require an internet internet connection to be able to do?
7: Right. So if we talk about like just reading text, uh, Envision is able to read Latin-based language, Latin script-based languages. So languages like English, Dutch, German uh, you know, you know, those languages are entirely uh, being read offline. So you have instant text, which is used to read short pieces of text and people use uh, instant offline instant text to read Latin script based Latin based languages, right? So English and all those uh, Dutch and German and all those languages. And if you want to read non-Latin scripts like Hindi or Arabic or uh, Chinese, then you actually go ahead and use. Uh, you know that requires an internet connectivity. Scanning documents, importing PDFs. That require an internet connectivity, um, but once you scan a document or import a PDF, right, you will be able to save it within the Envision app. You know, it's called the en- in the Envision library. And if you save a fully scanned document within the Envision library, then you will be able to go ahead and read that document offline from the second time around, right? And a lot of people use that because it's so much more easier than saving it in a SD card and then opening it with some other app and reading it. Uh, you will be able to translate the text entirely offline, right? Uh, you'll be able to go ahead and export a, a saved text in, you know, a TXT format. We're also going to be adding PDF, HTML support in the coming month. Um, and we're going to be also doing a few more things there. So, yeah, you'll you'll be able to do uh, some of the reading features online, some of the reading features uh, offline, right? And scanning and importing a PDF needs an internet connectivity but once you save it you don't have to use internet, internet ever again right and reading short pieces of text with instant text can be done offline uh, for some languages uh, and then for some other languages you need to use an internet, internet connection is needed for that right and similarly for other features like for example uh, describe scene which is you know when you take a picture it gives you a description of the scene that requires an internet connectivity uh, detect colors uh, to detect the colors in your surroundings that doesn't need an internet connectivity uh scanning faces and objects doesn't need an internet connectivity so yeah there's some features i, w- I would say roughly about 50 50 so 50 percent of the features require internet connectivity and 50 percent don't and the good thing uh, and we went to a lot of extent on android to make sure that the features that require an internet connection they can work on on, on very slow speeds as well, right? Because we know a lot of people in India, for example, are not on very fast connections. Uh, so we have made sure that, you know, uh, even if you have like a one Mbps, two Mbps connection, in uh, Envision is still able to work reliably uh, even in those slow network connectivity you know, situation. So it might take a bit longer, of course, because if the internet speed is slow, it will be a bit slow, but uh, we we always make sure that uh, even on slow internet connections, Envision is working reliably, you know, not just on Android, but on iOS as well.
6: Brilliant. And, and on the document scanning, obviously, some of those documents might be sensitive, uh, you know, for, for a lot of people, bank statements. For me, it tends to be bar bills and um, bookmakers accounts, but never mind. Um what, what sort of security is in place if that's being converted online? You know, that's something I know uh, a few of our listeners might, might be interested in. How do you make sure that that data being processed online is safe?
7: Sure. No, that's a great question. And for us, because we know that, you know, there are lots of visually impaired people, uh, you know, the app is meant for people with a visual impairment, we take privacy very, very, very seriously. And, and, and those three varies are like, you know, in big capital letters, it's very it's bold. Um, the thing is, we don't ever take a look at the images that you use, uh, that that you send through Envision, right? So the way our backend works and to get a little bit more technical here for all the geeks listening to the podcast, the way our our backend (laughs) works. Yeah, so the way it works is, you know, You take a picture with Envision, it goes to our AI that's sitting in the servers, right? And, uh, you know, these AIs are like big complex AI. So what happens is our AI does the processing on the images that you take. And as soon as the processing is complete, we delete those images. So we don't store those images on a hard disk or or in any storage, you know. Uh, condition whatsoever right we go ahead and delete those images and we just return the result to the to the to the app and the app does all the processing and then speaks out the information to you right so that way no matter what you do or what images you take with envision, it never gets stored, right? We only store the most basic information that we need in order to get the app to work. So things like your email address, things like your first name and last name and things like, uh, you know, so those are the most basic things that we store. And, uh, you know, we improve our AI uh, based on open data sets. We improve our AI with some very clever on device, uh, you know, training that we do. So we do a lot of, you know, other, other stuff to improve our AI and, uh, but we never look at the data. And this is a policy that we've had from the very beginning of Envision, right? So we never never want to do that. So we are fully, even before GDPR became a real thing, we've been fully Mm -hmm. GDPR compliant.
0: So in other words, what you are telling us or our listeners is that, hey, I just scan a document. And as soon as I got my result back, that thing gets deleted immediately from your server. And I only have the result on my... Uh, phone is that my understanding
7: yeah no that is that is correct so it's sent to our servers we do the recognition and then we send the information back to you and you never hear back from us and you never we never store the image or we don't even know what the image is in the first place you know
0: yeah so as soon as that recognition is done and it displays on my phone at that instant it is deleted from your servers
7: that is correct
0: all right. So, because I think that will make people rest more easy uh, because I don't have a problem with that. Because as soon as that thing is recognized and the results display on my phone, that baby is gone from your server. And I think that's fair.
7: Yeah. No, that's, that's exactly how we have kept it and how we'll always keep it you know we'll always make sure that the images that are coming from you know the app are never stored uh, even without your permission right so we're always going to make sure that if at all we want to store this information to for any reason at any point in time you're going to hear from it uh, hear about it first from us Right. So we're going to ask you, Hey, can we actually store this information or you should, you can, you can say, okay, okay. Like you can, you know, have this, you know, this data or this image, uh, to go ahead and improve your services if you want to. Right. But even then at that point, we are going to make sure that all of that is encrypted and, and so on, and no one can actually have access to it, uh, and stuff like that. So yes, at the moment, and, in the foreseeable future we're not going to have a situation where we're going to store the images uh, and we will never store images or use those images without your consent thank you so you just use the
6: e-word which is where i was going to go next is the traffic between the app and the servers encrypted
7: yes so we do use a secure https encryption right that encrypts the data that's com- that's going from the phone to the servers and from the servers Back to the phone itself, and we are—if we are anal about security, you know—we everybody at Envision, no matter what they do, has two-factor authentication enabled. Uh, all of our servers are, you know, within layers of security, and we are—and and we pay a lot of attention to that. Because at the end of the day, we understand that, you know, this whole thing about privacy, it's it's also about trust, right? It's about knowing that your data is being handled the right way. And I just put myself in the shoes of a user and ask, okay, so are they going to be okay with me? Uh, you know, like, I, I, I'm a, if I'm a user of Envision, will I be okay with you know taking any or all pictures, uh, that I want to you know read? And if the answer is no, then I, then yeah, I'm doing something wrong. And if the answer is yes, uh, then I need to know what kind of security is going on. So I, we, we do pay a lot of attention to that, and it's an understatement when we say we pay a lot of attention. But, but yeah, we're, we're quite anal about that stuff, and we Absolutely. will continue to be. Great. Can I take you on now to talk about the glasses, uh,
6: and I might ask you yeah, a similar no, questions sure. to the one I asked earlier. So tell us about tell us about the glasses and why we might want them.
7: Sure. No, the glasses are actually it's it's you know for people who have been using Envision for a long time and people who just you know uh, this a small bit of trivia is you know when we first started Envision our aim was not to build an app our aim was to build wearable right we wanted to actually so the very first envision design was like a wearable camera that would that looks a lot like your bluetooth speakers like people that you know this ones that you wear on one side one year alone right so it it was like that with a camera so that was the main idea behind envision you know like when we first started but at that time it it was a bit difficult for a very small startup to go into hardware and, you know, there were also not good wearables around. So we thought, okay, let's take this technology and put that out as an app because everyone has smartphones and, you know, we, we very strongly believe that sometime in the future there'll be a good enough wearable for us to put Envision on. And that happened in 2019. So when we won the Google play award for the best accessibility app uh, in 2019, uh, I had a chance to go to the Google headquarters, get the award and also meet a few people there. And at that time, I got a chance to talk to a few people who were working on something cool with wearables. And coincidentally, that same year in October 2019, they Google put out the new Google Glass, right? And we immediately got in touch with our contacts at Google and we said, hey, you know, we, we're looking for something exactly like this. Can you just send us a, a, a unit so that we can play around with it? And they were super nice. They sent us two units um, and uh, we got to put the Envision app on the Google Glass and we gave it to a few of our users and they absolutely loved it. Right. So they said, okay, this is really cool. And and the new Google Glass is also really powerful. Like, you know, it, uh, it has a great processor. So it is sort of the ideal wearable device for us. And that's really how everything started with it. Right. So what we did was we went ahead and uh, started to work on the wearable itself a lot. And eventually we went ahead and uh, put it out for pre-orders in March, 2020. And that's how the glasses got started. Right. And the glasses does everything the app does, but in a completely hands-free manner. So if you are outside and you have a cane or a guide dog in one hand, and you have like a, a, a spoon in the other hand, you don't have to have that anymore. You could just have one hand or both hands free. You could just wear the glasses and do everything that you do with the app. We also have a very special feature that is only available on the glasses, which is the video calling feature, right? So with the Envision glasses, you would be able to make a video call to a friend or a family member directly from the glasses itself. So if AI for some reason, if our AI for some reason doesn't cut it for you, you can always call a family, a friend or a family member directly from the glasses. They'll be able to answer it. And then you know they get to see what you're seeing from from things from your point of view, and you get to hear the audio feedback from them, and they'll be able to help you at whatever situation you have, right? So that's uh, that's that's something that is really really cool about the classes, yeah.
6: And can I only have one contact stored in the glasses or can I
7: have several oh, friends and family members? You can have as many as you like. You can have all your friends and family members uh, as contacts stored in the glasses and whenever, and, and you can choose who you want to call, right? And that's, this is one capability that we're going to be expanding a lot, right? Like, for example, you know, we are working on a feature where you can just, with a push of a button, you can send a notification to all your friends and family member, right? And whoever is free can just answer the notification and then help you out right so you don't have to always like go and look for that specific person uh and then call them you can just say send it to everyone and whoever answers first uh can help you out so we're we're working on a help! lot of cool additions like this <laughs> yeah it's 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 excellent. like your it's like your sos button you know or, or you can just yeah. be like yeah like i'm too lazy to go through my contact list let me just call yeah. everyone and whoever so helps me. me out i'm happy <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that's <laughs> me as well yeah excellent We have a serious
6: question though on that front when well, the glasses got launched I think you said that you would be open to other services joining that Envision portal. I'm not obviously going to ask you whether any have approached you, you know, be my eyes and IRA are the obvious ones. And I, you know, it would be inappropriate for me to ask you whether there were discussions. My question though is, is that offer still open to an app developer that thinks, you know, a hands-free solution might augment their uh, assistance app? Can people still come to you and say, look, Kartik, I'd like to be on your hands-free solution?
7: Well, yes, um, you know, we've had a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, after we spoke about it. we had quite a few developers reach out to us. And, uh, you know, we're still looking out for people uh, to go ahead. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're still, you know, looking out for developers to join as well. And yes, some of the big names have approached us, we are in talks with them. Uh, and, you know, that is going to be when it comes out i am pretty sure that's going to be one of the most uh you know amazing features of the glasses because so far you know all products that are, that have been in this space have been very closed products right in, you never had like a braille display that was open to other developers to come and work on i mean the braille display is a bad example but yeah you don't have tools that you know that are open platforms so we wanted to build an open platform from the beginning and uh, we have some interesting news to share, but it's too early. Um, and so I'm going to keep you waiting. I'm going to keep you waiting a little longer so that things fall in place. And uh, then I would go ahead and uh, talk to you guys about it. I'm definitely you guys are going to be one of the first people to know about this when it comes out. So yes, we are going to go ahead and uh, tell you about it soon. Thanks
6: and uh, just finally from me, I promise I'll shut up in a
7: minute.
6: Can you talk to us about pricing both for new glasses and what upgrade policy you have, if anything, when new features drop?
7: Right, sure. I think it's a bit early to talk about upgrade policy because we've been around for like for like less than a year. Easily. No, I mean, when you get new news but, and uh, new
6: software comes, not, not glasses, I'm talking firmware or software.
7: Oh, software updates are going to come, you know, that's one of the great things about this particular hardware that we're working with this partnership with Google is that it's since it's Android, you know, pushing an update is as easy as getting an update for your phone. Right. So whenever you have a new update for an app on your phone, you don't think you don't think about it anymore. Right. You just go ahead and update. And most of the time it automatically updates and you don't even notice it. So that's exactly how it's going to be for the glasses as well. That's how it is for the glasses right now. Everyone, anyone who uses the glasses doesn't think twice about it. They don't have to connect to to a computer and then download and update like other devices do. You know, you just sit and then just press a button and uh, just have the update happen automatically over the air right so that is something that we and we are constantly focusing on improving the software adding new features we have already done that a lot you know we have done we have added a lot of features from the time we actually launched in october 2020 um having said that the pricing right now is uh 2999 dollars uh euros uh you know for the glasses and uh, yeah you with that you basically get uh, you know updates free for the first couple of years and then you pay and then yeah we're still figuring out what the pricing is going to look like for software updates after 2 years right but uh, yeah we're going to be we, we, we can probably discuss that when when we have some more concrete information about it but uh, we're definitely going to make sure that the glasses get constant software updates we're pushing out one update a month at this point, right?
6: Yeah. yeah, And so, is that two years of free software updates? That's from the point of purchase, not from the point in Vision launch to glasses. So, if I buy oh, my if course. I buy my glasses on the first of January twenty twenty two, I'm getting two years of updates until the first of January twenty
7: twenty four. Exactly, you're going to get yeah. two years of updates. Uh, from the time you go ahead and buy the glasses not from the time you you know we launched that yeah, that, that yeah. would be that would be quite this one but yeah like we we're going to have it okay. from the first for the from the yeah. two years that you buy the glasses but yeah there's going to be software updates are, are always going to come uh, we're always going to make sure that the glasses are updated as as much as possible and like i said you know we're pushing one one big update per month uh and we have some some bigger updates planned for the coming mm-hmm. months as well so yeah, yep.
6: Where well, well, I was going with the question on updates was so once your big news drops. Obviously, I get that other uh, other services may charge, but any update that pushes to Envision Glasses will be free for Envision users, uh, notwithstanding what you know the service itself might charge
7: yeah yeah i mean uh, envision it's yeah like you know if we do have third party services uh, on the envision glasses yes they are definitely going to have their own pricing model uh for yeah. whatever way they're going to do it like you know if you have ira on board they're going to have you know the minutes uh, stuff or you know still sure. going on i think uh but yeah with envision the model is is different so it's it's going to be yeah. like an app store or the play store right we want to build a, a wearable apps app store or a wearable, you know, app store system for people, you know, for, for the accessibility space. Right. So that's what we want to do. And uh, that's what we're, that's where we're going towards. And I, and I think because that's, that will basically help the users the most because they've just buy something like the Envision glasses and they get a whole bunch of apps that come along with it, not just the Envision software. So that means that, you know, we, in a way we're sort of advancing the whole wearable market that, you know, in our own way with this accessibility space, because, you know, from the feedback we've gotten from users, this kind of form factor is the most interesting, most useful form factor for most people. Yeah.
1: Are they like the glasses, they're like the hardware of the application. So they support um, like the same languages as the application. So it always support Arabic and things like that.
7: Sure. So, Basically, the way it works is um, the app supports almost all the languages that. Uh, sorry, the classes all support almost all the languages that the app supports. Uh, it supports all the languages that the Google TTS uh, engine currently supports. That's actually the more specific way of putting it, right? That's about twenty-five languages, and we also have a special uh, TTS, uh, you know, for Arabic users as well unlike a smartphone you can't really install your own tts uh, engines uh, like how you do on your phone right that that option is not available yet um so that means we are only currently you know relegated to the google tts engine which supports 2025 20, languages and uh, you know we also have arabic as well because yeah we have a lot of arabic yeah, users and I love google tts do engine doesn't support arabic. arabic
1: like it was it was the first software ever that converted arabic pdf to to text with a beautiful high quality. Um, I was beta testing since the beginning and I'm really impressed until mm-hmm. the day. So good job. Oh,
7: I'm 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 glad that is the case. And yeah, like we, I mean, regardless of Arabic or, or whatever, we we've always actually wanted to support uh as many languages as possible. And because we we just felt that yeah, this stuff that we're building should be accessible to as many people as possible, right? Not just not just the English-speaking uh, or the Western world in general. Uh, we wanted to try to bring this to to everyone, and yeah, I'm I'm glad that uh, that that struck a chord with you. Thank you.
0: So I'm sitting here thinking over the price of the Envision glasses, and it's three thousand euros. And my question is. Are you guys gonna be looking at some other venues that you could have collaboration with some other companies that could manufacture these glasses at a cheaper price so that you reach a wider audience of uh, blind people? Um, because going this route, is gonna be out of reach for most blind people. And so would you guys be thinking about this down the line? I know you guys are friends of Google and all of that. And this glasses is coming from Google. Are part of the reason why it's so expensive
7: well yeah that is definitely you know one of the big i would say areas of research and exploration for us at envision um we are always on the lookout for New hardware and uh, we do have, you know, the Google Glass is definitely uh, a very good piece of hardware. It's very sturdy. It's very reliable. And if we do find some other hardware uh, that is also as good and as reliable and as powerful as the Google Glass, then yes, without uh, you know, really compromising on the quality, we would definitely like to explore other glasses as well. You know, we are not really stuck to the, you know, we're, we're not really uh, attached to the hip with the Google glass. We're constantly on the lookout for new ones. Right. So we, and if we do launch that, uh, you guys will definitely know about it. We're definitely going to give people options uh, and as many options as possible. And and who knows, you know, someday when there is an Apple Glasses, you're going to have Envision on that as well, right? So we're always looking out for new one, new hardware.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so I just have a teeny tiny little question or a feature or a feedback or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So whenever I am converting a PDF um, Mm -hmm. and I just leave Envision open and it's converting, it's in the conversion process and I go to anything else um, mm-hmm. and I get back to envision <laughs> the conversion process starts from scratch, which is annoying. Like, or even if I turn the screen off, that's so annoying.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think uh, that is definitely uh, a slightly annoying thing. Uh, it is, it is definitely not the kind of uh, experience we'd like to give so yeah i will look into it and do know that we are aware of this thing uh, of this of this bug you can say we are aware of it uh, and we are working on it and uh, we'll definitely go ahead and uh, you know figure out what's the best way to handle this thing in the future right uh, we are we are going to be uh, we're working on a lot of new stuff for the document reader and this is going to be one of the things that uh, we will be pushing uh, this month yeah
0: Alongside with that question that Miriam just asked, uh, Karthik, now I'm talking about the translation. I tried to translate something, say, from English to another Mm -hmm. language or from another language, and I was seeing some problems there whereby, you know, it was doing that exact thing that Miriam just mentioned, you know, getting toward the end, and then, or it says it's completed, and I can't find the translated text. What's up with that? Is that a bug?
7: uh definitely something that we can discuss uh a bit offline because i have to think i have to like really look at what's the actual uh you know issue there right um, i think i think it could be a ux thing like you know a user experience things so it could be a design thing we need to look at or it could also be a bug or it could be something else that we'll have to see uh but yeah i would definitely be more interested know about this offline, uh, like once the recording is done. So, and in general, I feel like anyone who wants to, like you know, ask us, you know, questions with regards to support or report uh, bugs or talk about you know any new features, uh, our support team is there. Uh, you can always reach out to us from within the app, request a call, uh, or you know, write a ticket to us. We have uh, in in the recent past, we have really grown our support team a lot. So responses are come are going to come in a lot faster uh than they were. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I, w- I would definitely say give it a shot and see if that uh, if it works. But I'll be happy to take this thing offline uh, once the podcast is done.
0: Thank you so much, Karthik. It's been wonderful you coming up here and talking with us and our love to Anisha out there for arranging all of this. And hey, tell her, I'll have to send her a dozen roses just because. And uh, <laughs> before you go, what would be the magic word for our people to remember of all about these things that we've talked about?
7: The Magic word for all of you guys who are listening to this podcast is going to be summer sale. That's the magic word. So yeah, there you go. Please do visit let's envision.com slash sale. That is L-E-T-S-E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N dot com slash sale S A L E. Get your 30% off on the annual and lifetime while you can. Indian users, uh, this sale. Is even more special for y'all because uh, we have included all the payment methods that Google Play doesn't have. Uh, you know, you can use any Indian debit card or credit card, including Rupee, uh, yeah, net banking, UPI wallet, whatever you know, whatever payment methods are really popular. You can use that. And uh, when we continue to keep adding more payment methods, we're going to definitely let you know about it. Uh, and so yes, we're we're around to go ahead and uh, you know help you with it yeah. Thank you so much, Karthik. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, uh, you guys were saying in the beginning that you were going to grill me with a lot of questions, but I had a lot of fun discussing, (laughs) uh, you know, this. It It was
1: so fun. Sorry, you're gone.
7: Yeah, no, I mean uh, it was really fun, uh Mariam. And I think, you know, if if I had uh, if I didn't have another, you know, podcast to jump to, I would definitely continue to keep doing this for a long time. But I'm really glad to do this. Thank you for you know inviting me, uh, Ed, Austin, all of you guys been amazing. And right. thanks uh, very much. thanks so much.
1: Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. It's really it's really good to see an application that was just because I was with it when like since it was a baby. So it's growing, it's popular. I'm really happy that it is that way. So thank you so much for joining us today. It was an honor.
7: And thank you so much, guys. And, you know, I I have to tell uh, the Android, you know, users group and generally Android users have been super, super supportive of Envision from the time it launched, right? Uh, You know, so many countries like India, you know, um, we've had so many nice users from the US, uh, from India, from Europe, from all over the world, uh, you know, from the Middle East, from Saudi, and and everyone has just been so supportive of the app. And everyone's really given us feedback only so we can improve, uh, you know, so everything good and bad feedback uh you know uh, nice and critical feedback everything is appreciated so please do check out the app please do give us your feedback uh let us know what you think what where we can improve and uh, rest assured that we are always working hard to improve things at envision
0: thank you that was wonderful wasn't it guys we had a lot of fun in there and uh knowing that they have these different price subscriptions and all of that and The new stuff going on and we're looking forward to what Envision is going to be bringing in the future.
2: Yeah, it was a very special interview for India, Indian users especially, and a lot of fun, a lot of technical talk on encryption and security. So all those, it was really good.
1: Yeah, it was so good. Actually, I was so excited for the interview and to see Envision grow and become that popular, I'm so, so proud.
0: Wonderful. We now move on to the app of the week. And in our app of the week today, our friend Karen Cohen from Lebanon demonstrates the Auto TTS app.
8: Hi, Auto TTS is the app that enables automatic switching between TTS engines and voices based on the language of the text. The app is essential for anyone who uses more than one language on a regular basis. the app is better than alternatives because first, you are not limited to using one TTS engine, you can use voices from different TTS engines installed on your device. Second, uh, you have more than one mode to choose from, so you can select the one that suits your needs the most.
9: Gain zero kb. Roof. Auto TTS. William TTS. Auto TTS. Selected modes that one before
8: Upon launch, the app checks for all the available TTS engines and voices uh, on the device.
9: Disable auto language. Languages. Tab 2 of 4.
8: Tab. And the uh, tabs are at the top. I have...
9: Ot, select. Ot, selected modes. Tab 1 of 4. Tab. Languages. Tab 2 of 4. Tab. Voices. Tab 3 of 4. Tab. Licenses. Tab 4 of 4. Tab. Licenses.
8: Um. Let's see the available modes.
9: Mode select. Not check, none radio button, none.
8: Here is uh, the detection is disabled.
9: Disable auto language. Check your language is radio button. Character by character language recognition. reads Latin words by English, others by user specified language.
8: As you can hear, detection is character by character in this mode. Uh, the Latin language will be English. The non-Latin will be specified by the user. This is the only mode that I use. Well, I think for some users uh, it's better to have more customization so the user can select the Latin language also. Uh, I think this will be useful for many users.
9: Not checked. Auto language detect radio button. Auto language detect. Whole sentence language recognition. Reads text by most possible language. If language can't be detected, reads by user preferred language.
8: Here, the detection is done sentence by sentence. The app is trying to guess the language uh, by by trying to see what is the most present language uh, in the sentence. So, this language will be used. And um, if the language is not um, detected, uh, the, the preferred language by the user will be used
9: not checked google tts radio button google TTS. same as auto mode but only google tts is used
8: so here only google google tts is used
9: not checked mix mode experimental radio button mix mode Experimental mixed auto and dual mode all settings in dual and auto mode are applied
8: well uh i tested this mode but but i'm not using it i think this mode uh will be important for people who are using, uh, let's say, three languages, uh, or those people who are in need of just two languages, but the Latin language that they use is not English. I think uh, this would, would prove useful for them. Um, mode set,
9: mixed auto and dual mode. All settings check it. not checked, mixed mode. Arabic error, check. mixed auto and dual mode.
8: All let's settings in dual and auto mode are applied. Settings.
9: Mode settings preferred language for Latin text
8: I can uh, specify the preferred language for Latin text
9: drop down list French fra French fra. S-
8: so here if the uh, the app is not uh, able to detect the language the, for Latin it will be using this preferred one
9: preferred language for non-Latin text drop down list Arabic 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 and
8: ara. this is the preferred for the non-Latin text Okay so what i can do here is going to the languages tab and there i can exclude languages from the detection so i can uh, narrow the 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 uh, the, the uh, languages choice uh, for the app so uh, finally it will just use the languages that i prefer like
9: Elect- languages voices that license
8: Let's see the languages. Voices, tab three of languages, tab two of four. Tab. Well, uh, if I'm using the dual mode, the settings will be different. Uh, there I will be having the preferred language uh, for non Latin text, and I can specify the language to be used for uh, numbers and for punctuations.
9: Voices, languages, tab two of four.
8: Tab. This languages tab uh, will not be. Uh, Available or uh, the the settings here will not be available because actually I'm using just two languages.
9: Voice language asterisk disabled Let's selected. Select all languages you'd like to work with. Noted that the below list contains only languages supported by TTS engines on your device. Afrikaans Afor.
4: Albaniansky, Amarigam,
9: Ancient Greek GRC. Czech Arabic Ara. Aragonar.
8: Armenian. So. Uh, all the uh, checked languages uh, will be included in the detection, and the n- languages that are not checked will not be included.
9: Check Assamese, Assam, Assam, not checked. Okay. Check Assamese,
8: Assam. Okay, I have all of those languages because I have eSpeak installed on my device, so this is the reason. Um, voices, Tab three or four. I two voices.
9: Here I can select the, the voices. To
8: delay. Here I can select the voices for all the languages. If I'm in, in dual mode, I will be just having a voice for English and the voice for the non-Latin language that I selected. Select language. Uh, because I'm here in the mixed mode, I have all the languages Drop down. List Arabic, that were Ara. checked. Arabic. Ara. Azerbaijaniyaz. Bangla, Ben. Basku. Bishmukriyabi. Okay, I will go to. Bure. Chinese. English. English. Eng. Bonvien.
9: Choose a voice for above. Drop down list. Wrongwen 3 period GB. GBR. Opu. Vocalizer TTS. Gb. Samsung 3 period engine. Speech 3 period Google. Samsung 3 period engine. USA. SMG. GBR. William TTS. GBR. Auto TTS. Drop down list. wrong three. Period, okay, GB- I can GBR. select
8: the one that I want for each of the languages, and I can assign uh, different voices from different TTS engines. I can select them also from one TTS engines or one TTS engine, although um, this is uh, sometimes may uh, lead to some delay. Test button. Test. Okay, here I can test the voice that I selected. Um this is very important when I'm selecting a voice um, to to be sure that this voice will work when I select the auto TTS as the default TTS engine speed here I can
9: decrease speed
8: button deal dash with speed
9: 20% slider increase speed button volume and volume decrease volume button 45% increase volume pitch decrease 50 increase
8: default button default. and I can reset them to default uh, well uh, I have to say just one note here that uh, if I use different speech rates for different languages or different volumes sometimes I will have some issues like in the volume uh, I may have uh, the volumes linked. At sometimes although I'm selecting different volumes so what I prefer uh, is at least on my device what I prefer is just to have a volume for um, one volume for the two languages let's say English I'm using English and Arabic uh, I select 45% for English and I'm just selecting the 45% for Arabic as well I have to uh, say at the end um, that the app is not free it's about ten dollars i think uh, it's discounted from time to time personally i don't want to imagine my life on android without this app uh, the app has um, improved so much since its first days it's responsive it's really an important tool uh, and um, thank you for listening
0: now, does any of you guys use the Auto TTS? Uh, Miriam, do you use yeah. Auto I TTS do. sometimes?
1: I, it. I do use it all the time. It's my main um, TTS engine, and so I like to always mix uh, text-to-speech engines, like Vocalizer and a at the same time. So, yeah, I love TTS. I love Auto TTS.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for that wonderful demonstration of the Auto TTS engine. We now come to the tip of the week. And this time I'm talking about TalkBack. We will be doing a series of tips on TalkBack. Today, however, I just want to show the basics of getting started with TalkBack. When you get a new phone and you turn on the phone and enable accessibility, TalkBack will take you through a tutorial. So whether you're starting your phone afresh or you're resetting your phone, As soon as you enable accessibility, you're going to have this TalkBack tutorial. And you can go through that. I have reset my TalkBack back to factory defaults. In other words, I have cleared both the cache and the storage of TalkBack, so it's back to factory defaults. I normally don't have sounds or vibration on my TalkBack, but you can hear now once I start going that you're gonna hear those sounds because I want you to hear it in its factory defaults. I am using my Pixel 4a, which supports the multi-finger gestures and you need to have a Pixel 3 or higher and or a Samsung device that's running at least one UI 3.x. I am sitting on my home screen now and I will activate the TalkBack menu you can activate that by default with three finger tap or the L gesture that is drawing a line down and curving to the right still works. I will now activate the menu by tapping with three fingers.
10: Talkback menu, actions, enlist, double tap to activate.
0: I'm going to cancel.
10: Text to speak, cancel, button, pixel launcher. Now, actions available.
0: Now I will activate it using the L gesture or the drawing of a line downwards and curving to the right. That, too, still works.
10: Talkback menu, actions, enlist. Double tap to activate.
0: After activating the Talkback menu, these are the things that we find.
10: Actions, double tap to activate.
0: We have actions.
10: Read from next item. Copy last spoken phrase, screen search, hide screen, voice commands, Talk back settings, text-to-speech settings, cancel, button out of list, double tap to activate.
0: As you hear those menus, you notice some things are missing, things like read by character, word, line, or paragraph, or heading, or things like that. By default, with TalkBack 9.1, those things do not come on by default. You actually have to go into the TalkBack settings, and then under the controls, like Reading Control or TalkBack menu, you activate those. And that's what I want to show us how to do those today. Let's go to the TalkBack settings.
10: Voice command. TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings. Navigate up button.
0: We are in the TalkBack settings and we're landed on a button that says navigate to top. If I put my finger down and go down, here's what we got.
10: New features in TalkBack. Enlist. If Double you t- tap to activate.
0: If you tap here, it will show you the new features in TalkBack, but that's not what we're going to be talking about right now. It's going to be part of our series, but let's go down.
10: Text to speech settings, verbosity, double tap to activate.
0: Verbosity. Here, you can go in and change as to what you hear and what you don't want to hear. If you don't want to hear too much verbosity, this is the place to go in.
10: Speak passwords, passwords always spoken, on, switch. Sound and vibration, double tap to activate. Controls, heading.
0: So under controls, here is what we find.
10: Customize gestures. Double tap to activate.
0: These are for customization of gestures.
10: Customize menus. Double tap to activate.
0: Customize menus.
10: Braille keyboard. Double tap to activate. Cover proximity sensor to stop speech, on, switch. Tutorial and help. Double advanced settings. Double tap to activate. Open TalkBack at the Play Store. Current TalkBack version 9.1. Double tap to activate.
0: And that's the last item. Though the one I want us to advanced look at set- showing is.
10: item. Customize menus. Navigate up. Button out of.
0: When we tap on customize menus, here are the two items that we have in menu customization. We have the first one is for TalkBack and the second one is for reading. Let's now quickly go through those and see what we have.
10: Customize TalkBack menu. To use the TalkBack menu, tap the screen with three fingers. You can also swipe up then right or swipe down then right in list.
0: Let's tap here.
10: Customize TalkBack menu. Navigate up. Button out of list. Double tap to
0: here are the things that we find in the TalkBack customization.
10: Checked. Check box. Actions. Shows when custom actions exist for the current item in list.
0: In other words, so if you are on a button and if it has actions, if you tap with three fingers or you draw a line down and curve to the right, bringing up the TalkBack menu, the first thing that we see says actions. So When you tap on that, it will show you the different actions that are associated with that menu or that icon you're sitting on.
10: Checked, check box, editing options, copy, paste, select, and more. Shows when you select a text box. Next. Checked, check box, links, open links within a focused item. D- not checked, check box, page navigation, go to the next or previous page. Shows when you are reading content with multiple pages. Double tap to activate. Checked. Check box. Add or edit labels. Navigation.
0: And that's when you add labels, like something has an unlabeled button. You can uh, make sure this is enabled so that it will show you how to go about adding a label. Okay. under navigation.
10: Not checked. Check box. Navigation. Read by character, word, lines, and more. Double tap to activate.
0: As you can see, that is not checked. So we want to check that.
10: Read by character, word, lines, and more. Checked. Next. Edit navigation options. Double tap to activate.
0: So having done that, what that now entails is that if we are on a word or on something, we could now find things like spell the word character by character or read something word by word, line by line. The next item we want to take a look at
10: reading. Heading.
0: is the reading. And under reading, here's what we got.
10: Not checked. Check box. Read from top. Starting from the top. Read all items on the screen. Double tap to activate.
0: So in other words, If you tap on this, it will be added to the TalkBack menu so that when you are somewhere on a page or whatever, uh, the read from the top will be in the menu when you activate TalkBack menu. Let's keep going.
10: Checked. Check box. Read from next item. Starting from the next item, read all items on the screen. Double tap to activate.
0: Let's keep going.
10: Checked. Check box. Copy last spoken phrase.
0: We saw those. In the menu.
10: Checked. Check box. Copy last spoken phrase. Not checked. Check box. Spell last spoken phrase. Spell each letter of the last phrase the talkback said. And you can Double check this. tap to activate.
0: I'm going to check it.
10: Spell each letter of the la- Not checked. Check box. Repeat last spoken phrase. Hear the last phrase the talkback said again.
0: I'm going to do that.
10: Hear the last. Not checked. Check box, verbosity, change whether typed keys, usage hints, grid info, and other info is read aloud. Double tap.
0: And it's up to you.
10: Checked. Check box, spoken language, change your spoken language.
0: Now, if you speak only one language, I would suggest that you turn this off, because you may sometime accidentally activate a language that you don't want. And so, I personally would turn this off.
10: Not checked checked check box audio ducking lower volume of checked check box sound feedback hear sound effects as you navigate check box vibration feedback Fe-
0: and that's why you're hearing vibrations
10: special features heading checked check box screen search enter a search checked check box hide or show screen hide the display so your screen is not visible to others in public places checked Check box, voice commands, control talkback with your voice. Other, heading. Checked, check box, talkback settings, open talkback settings. Checked, check box, text to speech settings, open. Not checked, check box, system actions, go to all apps, quick settings, and use split screen.
0: That's the last item. Let's go back. Customize. The next item here is
10: Customize Reading Controls. Reading
0: Controls. Custom. And in Double reality, tap. you tend to have the same things that we saw under the TalkBack menu in the Reading heading. And so I don't know why we have it twice.
10: Checked. Checkbox. Characters. Read. Checked. Checkbox. Checked. Checkbox. Checked. Checkbox. Headings. Jump between heading. Check. Checked check box links junk between not checked check box landmarks not checked check box default navigation checked check box speech rate change how quickly talkback speaks not checked check box verbosity change whether not checked check box punctuation change whether punctuation and symbols are read aloud checked check box spoken language change your spoken language Shows you see only- it
0: is here and we need to turn it off again
10: change your spoken language special features not checked check box hide screen hide the display so your screen is not visible to a not checked check box audio ducking lower volume of other audio playing when talkback speaks
0: and that's the reading uh, control menus And now that we have customized that, let's find an icon.
10: Folder, Google Form.
0: I am on a folder now called Google.
10: Folder, Google Form.
0: So we're now on a folder that says Google. And now I should be able to spell the word folder and Google if I want to do it character by character. By default, you have two ways of going through the granularities. You could either swipe with three fingers from left to right or three fingers from right to left and change those granularities. For example, if I swipe with three fingers from right to left.
10: Headings, paragraphs, words, characters. Swipe up or swipe
0: down. Now I'm on characters and it tells me I could swipe up or down. So if I swipe down.
10: Capital F, O. L, D, E, R, colon, space, capital G, O, O, G, L, E.
0: I'm swiping down, now I swipe up.
10: E, L, G, O, O, capital, space, colon, R, E, D, L, O, capital F.
0: Now, like I said, you could do that with three fingers swiping left or right and change the granularity that way. We still, however, have what I call the scrubbing up and down to change those granularities. And that's the one I prefer. Uh, Typically, in my customization, I disable the three-finger swipe left or right to change granularities. Instead, I use the up and down scrub. So if I scrub
10: links, controls, headings, Paragraphs, words, characters.
0: See, I'm swiping swipe up, or swipe down. up and down in one fluid movement.
10: Characters.
0: And now I can spell it by swiping down.
10: Capital F. O-L-D-E-R, colon.
0: So that's how it works. And the good thing is that you could either use the three-finger swipe left or right to change your granularities or what I call describing scrubbing up or down to change your granularity. Once you settle on a granularity, for example, you settle on word or character, then you simply swipe up or down to read character by character or word by word if you are in a word navigation. That's our tip for this week. And now to close out today's episode, Austin, how do people get hold of us?
2: So people can get hold of us in many ways. People can visit our newly launched website that is blindandroidusers.com. They can email us with feedback, questions, comments. We will not read them on the podcast, but we will implement all the feedback that we get regarding the website or content or whatever. Email it to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can... Send your recorded Android journey. If you don't want to come live, then you can send it to journey at blindandroidusers.com. And you can subscribe to our mailing list by sending in an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Telegram, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are very growing very fast. there are 330 subscribers. So thanks for that. And join the club. And also read the show notes because all the links that I have mentioned will be in the show notes.
0: Thank you so much, Austin. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye-bye. <laughs> this is a new one. See you all next week.
0: And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.